forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited that you're joining me. Um, As everybody knows, these past few weeks on the show have been a lot of entrepreneur. Well, last week, obviously, was your manifesting the new year. Um, But even Jessica is an entrepreneur. And there have been a lot of entrepreneurs lately, mostly because I feel that in order to lose weight, you really have to be following your passion, living your dreams. Uh, I think it's really important that we all do that and feel that that's accessible. And I know in my life for a while, I didn't necessarily feel that. And then I started getting to be around all these super powerful people who really went for everything. So as I said, as much as the brands, you know, you may or may not be interested in the specific brands, but how the individuals themselves got there, I think can make a big impact on all of us feeling like, wow, I can actually do that. So obviously that's been the show lately. Um, But today I wanted to go back to our roots um, since, you know, we're a week into the new year and really talk about health again and how we keep our fitness goals for the year. Um, And then also I was going to give you another big jelly bean update instead of, you know, I usually do a quick one in the beginning because I don't want to take away from the lovely guests, um, but there is kind of a lot to report. So I wanted to go ahead and do that first. So that's today's show. If you have any questions, feel free to call in, to write in, to do whatever, because I am answering some questions that I had gotten on Facebook. And uh, I've been helping a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people lately, always in the beginning of the year. I always joke that I'm like a gym membership. Uh, people care the most in January. So, um, so this is a busy time of year for me. But basically, so Jelly Bean, um, it's been really delayed. It's funny because... When I started this process, um, I took a baby that people were calling fast track. Um, They were like, oh, she's not going to be taken away. But then when I got to court the first time, her attorney's like, she's not up for adoption. And it was very clear that I shouldn't get attached because, you know, you never know until the cases are closed what's going to happen. Given the family history, like the chances were always you know, better than average that she was going to stay with me. And I think I've said all along that I'm not fighting with anybody. Like literally the biological parents haven't had any contact with her since day two of her life. And they haven't come back at all. Nobody in her family's come back. So it seems like, you know, at this point it should be really easy. Well, what actually happened was on day, well, I guess back on September 20th, as as most people know, I went to court and they um, had me sit outside the courtroom all day. Um, 
I was supposed to be invited in at 8.30 in the morning when they tried the case. You never know what time your case is going to be heard. Basically, you go and you sit in this courtroom that's very... um, Oh, you sit outside a courtroom, actually. Like, just picture a giant room with a ton of chairs all on the outside walls. And all these families, like the adoptive families, the foster families, sometimes you can see, you know, who, which foster parents are which with biological parents because there's contention. Other times the foster parents are very helpful to the biological parents, you know, not wanting to keep the kids but instead like help the parents rehabilitate so they can have their own kids and so it's just a really um interesting place like nowhere I've ever been before and so usually if your case is heard at in the early part of the day, well, actually, I should say, if your case is easy, it's heard in the early part of the day. But you have to be checked into the courtroom at 8.30 a.m. You have to go, like, you go through security. You check in with a bailiff outside your court. Um, There's tons. It's a whole building of children's court, and there's tons and tons and tons of courtrooms. So, as I said, you have to be sitting there by 8.30 and checked in, and then they call your case when they call it. And it could be at 8 o'clock in the morning. It could be at 3.45. But as I said, everybody knows that the easier cases, meaning the cases that there isn't going to be a lot of arguing, um, happen right away. So, or early in the morning, I had never been there after 10.30. Like, every time I was there, the, but prior to this last time, I didn't. I had taken lunch with me, but I didn't need it because I went home and I really, I mean, I didn't really even have that much time to take out my laptop or do anything and there aren't really places to sit. The chairs in there are kind of like those uncomfortable elementary school chairs where you're just kind of sitting there and um, it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's not my favorite place to go. So anyway, um, I was sitting and sitting and I'd go up to the bailiff every once in a while and be like, hi, you know, do you have any sense of when my case is going to be? And he was like, no. And then when they called lunch, um, they called an hour recess for lunch. I was like, oh, wow, like what's going on with my case? So then, of course, my head starts turning. And by this point, I've seen one family have their child, well, a case similar to mine where they thought that the child wasn't going anywhere. And she, the little girl, I guess they had gotten a call the night before that the little girl was going to be in court and there was a relative who might be taking her. And then fast forward, um, they get to court that day apparently and they tell them before they even go into court that there's a grandmother who's qualified and who's going to be taking the child. So this poor woman is like just beside herself. Um, She had a husband with her, which I totally understand because I would have been too. I mean, I can't imagine if I had had Jellybean for over six months and thinking that I'm keeping her and six months is a big turning point. So they had just had a six month hearing apparently and all sorts of things. But then they still like within less than 48 hours from the time, probably 36 hours, they were taking the child away and they would never see her again when they had her since she was like a couple days old. So like, you know, just watching that and then going, wait a second, why has my case not been heard? 
And then I saw um, one child was screaming at his parents, like, I can't, like, they walk out of court and he's like, I can't believe you like drugs more than me. And that's heart-wrenching to watch. And so case after case, it was just like, whoa, what is going on? So meanwhile, I'm, like, trying to play you know, match everybody there to see, like, is there somebody for my daughter here that I don't know about that's going to come in and say they want her and I just don't know this? And meanwhile, my daughter's attorney wasn't there um, because she was on vacation, which I knew was going to be the case, but there was a fill-in attorney um, who never came up and introduced herself. Normally, like, at the other cases, you know, the first time that attorney came first thing in the morning, she introduced herself. And then once we get called into court, I go into court and I'm sitting in the back, um, can barely hear, by the way, and I'm not allowed to talk at all. Like, I'm just allowed to be in there. Um, and the other people that could be in there are any, like, other adoptive parents, um, like, of siblings, um, of jelly bean or any family members of hers or anything like that so there was also for a while like one of the other adoptive parents I thought might show up at one point but I know what she looks like so you know but as I said I was just looking around going who is it who is it and then at 345 by the time I'm totally traumatized um by this point though I've also made some friends with um other foster parents who are there um you know who the foster parents are and who the biological parents are because it, i always sit really close to the check-in door and you when you check in with the bailiff you have to say like who you are and why you're there kind of thing um so there were some other parents that you just kind of feel like when you're in those situations you want to make friends and it turns out this lovely woman who's a photographer was there and she told me that she was going to, um, or she wanted to come to Jelly Bean's adoption and actually take photos if I would let her, um, which of course I would let her. She's like, you know, it's such a beautiful thing um, that she's like, I think it should all be documented and a lot of people don't have anybody to go and she would love to do it. So that was amazing. So long story short, fast forward, like I've tried to talk to attorneys by this point to see who her attorney is. So finally at 345, I go back up to the bailiff because by this point, all of the families had been in and out of court. And the only people that were sitting there still were people who, you know, sometimes the attorney will be like, you know, you can see your child three times, like they come out and you hear all of this. And it's like, you can see your child or you can have visitation three times a week if you take a drug test every week. And then some of the parents will be like, how about every other week? And they like try to negotiate all this. And then other times, like two parents are fighting and and so, like, that's what was going on. Like, that's all I saw was people negotiating things. And I'm like, okay, I haven't met an attorney yet. So I go up to the bailiff and I'm like, are you sure you haven't forgotten about me? I'm like, I haven't even met an attorney yet. And then he looks at me like a deer in headlights because I literally have been sitting right there all day. Um, and then he's like, which case are you? And I tell him. And then he's like, give me a second. So he walks in the courtroom and then out walks an attorney and he's like, can you tell me who you are? And I was like, yeah. Or like, he's like, what case are you here for? And I tell him. And then he's like, um, 
why are you here? Did your social worker tell you to come? And I was like, no, I'm an engaged parent. I want to know what's going on. I love my daughter. And I should say that I don't have to go to court ever. Like, I really don't. Like, there's nothing, as I said, I'm not allowed to speak. So there's really, I don't have to, as I said. Um, And a lot of people don't. Um, For me, I'm really glad I do because, well, one, I had people early on tell me that you need to go, like, just to hear what's going on because the social workers often don't have time to actually tell you what happens and you have to wait a long time, even if they do. And they're like, it's just better to be there. Plus, if anything happened where someone else was trying to take the baby, if the judge has seen you, it's always the same judge for your case. So if the judge has seen you sit there, be engaged, still, they normally side in the side of the parents. But as I said, in those cases that if it's really any doubt and there's any doubt in their mind whatsoever if they see you there psychologically obviously they know that you're you care because otherwise you wouldn't come to court cases that you don't need to go to so as I said I've been to all of them and then he's like oh um well he's like the attorney has left um and I don't um I tried texting her and I can't get her so why don't you just go home and Um, I'll call you when I hear from her. And I was like, wait, what? And so I'm thinking they didn't hear the case. I have no idea what's going on. And by this point, I'm like a wreck. I mean, you can imagine, like, this is the day they're supposed to terminate her parents' rights. The case in my head wasn't tried in the morning. So there's got to be something wrong. Now the attorney's not even there. Did she, you know, what's, you know, what's going on? So I'm like, I really can't leave, like... And basically, I find out that, and mind you, I'm a basket case. Like, really, I don't get emotionally, I don't know how to explain it. I don't get, like, I don't get over emotional very much, but I was very emotional. And I was like, half of me didn't want to go in the courtroom because I was afraid the judge would think I'm, like, a basket case, basically. Um, Because my nerves were just completely shot. And I think I had put things on social that... Um, I didn't take lunch that day, so I didn't honestly really eat lunch because all there were in the cafeteria were like burgers and like gnarly food that I don't eat. And I wasn't about to eat it there. And I think I had like a pack of almonds and something else. And I also hadn't slept the night before because I was nervous about it. So I was like, no sleep, no food. And like, as I said, nerve shot. So you can imagine what I was like. And especially after watching this woman get her child taken away and everything else. And so it was all I could do but not cry to be like, I really can't leave right now. I'm like, I'm like can we just find out what happened? And um, the judge is still there. Like, I knew the judge was still there because people were still going in and out. And he was like... Um, there's no way he's going to retry the case. And I'm like, I'm not asking him to retry the case. I just need to know, like, did they, they're supposed to be terminating the parents' rights. Did they or didn't they? It's like a yes or no. And, um, and meanwhile, the part that I didn't say was in my hands was documentation um, that the court needed. Um, and I was told to bring it because it wasn't in the court records. And basically they were under the impression that I never got my home evaluated. At one point there was confusion and they thought I was related to jelly bean, which I'm absolutely not. Um, so, and sometimes when you're, when you're related, they don't do, they don't check out your home before they let a child stay in it because you're related. Um, 
So I think that's why that was. But at the last two hearings, they told me that I never got what is called a home study. And as I said, you're not allowed to speak. But the second time the judge told me, I was like, I'm sorry, I just have to say, yes, I did. And, um, and then he's like, well, I can't take your word for it. So I was calling social workers trying to get somebody to tell the court that I, in fact, did have a home study done. And they're all like, of course you had a home study done. You wouldn't have a child. And I'm like, I know that and you know that. But the judge looked me dead in the face at two, twice and told me he couldn't t- take my word for it. Um, so please appease me. And honestly, like, that's why I'm really glad I went to the hearings because if I didn't, I wouldn't have known that. And everybody thought I was insane as it was like, they truly did. Like, they're like, you had to have a home study. And I'm like, I know, but just please somebody tell them. So then, as I said, like, there were a lot of things like that that were in my hands. And then I was scared out of my mind that they didn't terminate. Um, in fact, they did. The attorney came back out a couple minutes later and literally said, congratulations. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then he asked me if I knew what that me- meant. And I was like, uh, I think so. But then he was telling me. And so when I left court that day, I know a lot of people were so supportive, but I was worried that there was another mistake. So I didn't want to say that it happened. And that's why I said I'd, I'd be able to tell you, like, you know, the next week. It was a Friday. Um, and so basically, long story short, I sat at court until, like, after 4 o'clock. Um, and they heard my case. I found out on, like, Tuesday when I got the court minutes sent to me, which technically also aren't supposed to be sent, um, <clears throat> that they, in fact, did terminate. And um, and they heard my case first thing in the morning. Um, on that note, I have to go to break. Um, I have a tiny bit more to tell you on this, and then we will jump into how to get what we want in the new year. Um, stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow. 
we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Today is all about um, an update and then also getting you empowered for the new year. Um, I was just finishing up my update on Jelly Bean. So long story short, I go to, I, I come out of, or the lawyer comes out and he's basically like, congratulations, like they've terminated her parents' rights. And then um, I also didn't know at that point, like in theory, they quote, should have named me prospective adoptive parent um, because she was in my care for like, I guess at that point it was 11, 10, 11 months. are eligible to be prospective adoptive parent, but she's never showed up in a surprise visit. Um, for those who don't know, the social workers come um, regularly scheduled unless they feel like there's a problem. And then, I mean, they, she could show up at another time um, that I don't know and just do a pop in, but they don't really, unless you, unless they have any reason to suspect any problems or whatever they'll catch you off guard but otherwise whatever and the funny thing is like people have told me that it's better if you don't like completely clean your house like to a crazy standpoint um Stepford Wives huh because um they feel like then you're putting on a show um I also learned I had been told in classes that they would take the clothes off the child completely like and inspect her all the time um, to make sure she hasn't been beaten and I realized that the only times like early on they did that once and it was because she was wearing a full like PJ type onesie Um, it was winter and I had her in something like that and then a couple times in a row she was wearing like just a little jumpsuit thing that you could see her full arms and her full legs and like I mean, technically her torso could have been beaten up, but, you know, probably not, especially how much she, like, I mean, it's obvious. She loves me and crawls all over me and smiles, and she's a really happy child. Um, But then one other time we had her back in a a full thing, and I was like, oh, that's how we get her. Like, when she's wearing little dresses and stuff, they never um, go through the embarrassment of, like, checking every inch of her body. Um, so I started obviously putting her in tiny little dresses cause it's just, I mean, obviously she's super well treated here and she has a total princess life. Um, so there's nothing to be concerned about, but anyway, so the social worker doesn't, um, doesn't pop in. Um, Unexpected. But anyway, so um, and then all the court reports that I had gotten to see were all they feel she's in an ideal situation. She feels she's in an optimal situation, things like that. So, I mean, I was pretty sure that they did that, but still, you just don't know. 
So anyway, terminated on September 20th, and then the court said that they would recommend that, uh, or the like, social workers or whoever was supposed to be doing it was supposed to send her birth certificate up to the state um, within 21 days, and then it takes, um, and it should take 30 to 45 days for the state to do what they call an acknowledgement that, in fact, her parents' rights are terminated, and um, that like I can start the adoption process. So 45 days go by. And of course, like, and this is a lesson to all of us. Like, as I said, um, you know, people through this process are like, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Cause I got the baby so quickly. And I already told you how I initially talked to the social worker into doing like the original social worker who did do my home study. It was in a really short period of time. Like it was supposed to be 128 or 120 days and it only took her 37. So I was like on this superpower, like I'll be nice to everybody and, you know, make everything easy for them and it'll be fast. And that's not how it's been on this side. And so, as I said, like, had I not been at that middle hearing in July, which honestly, there wasn't even anything happening. It's called an update hearing. Um, I wouldn't have known that they still didn't think I had a home study. And then when I went to court in September, it definitely would have been if that wasn't in the court record, which, again, I spent 30 hours on the phone trying to get anyone to like put that in the records and they all were acting like I was insane, but I was just trying to be so nice. And I kept sending emails and I kept calling and I kept being like, did, did anybody do it yet? And they're like, there's no way. So if I didn't take those proactive steps, which is what I encourage everybody to do all the time with anything you care as much as I care about jelly bean with, um, I seriously would still, they wouldn't have terminated the rights for four more months. Um, but so they did that day and then on day like 47, which was the first Monday after the 45 days, I sent a friendly thing to the social worker like, oh my God, so excited. Can't wait to see you. Um, just kind of being like, squeak, squeak. Did we get the paperwork? And they didn't. And then I sent another email that was um, something along those lines, like, you know, knowing that they're busy and knowing that they can't get to everyone immediately. And she got back to me and said that, it, as it turns out, the paperwork wasn't even sent yet. And it was apparently sent around day 55, which was around March, I mean, November 15th, which, for those who don't know, Jelly Bean's birthday is November 19th. So by this point, I'd had her a year, and this paper, the papers hadn't even been sent. Um, the good news and the crazy irony in all of this was I was saying that if Jelly Bean spent the night in her crib in this house on her birthday, when she woke up, she would probably remain here forever. Um, so the cool thing about that, I mean, and as I said, it was a coincidence. It was her birthday. Like it shouldn't have been continued numerous times and it shouldn't have been, you know, all these things. So I just took that as another like magical sign, um, in my manifesting that it was meant to be, um, because those 60 days gave her parents time to contest the termination of the rights. If they wanted to, nobody suspected they would since, they didn't come forward. Um, sometimes during that period, other adoptive families come forward and decide now that the parents' rights are terminated, that they want the child. And 
if that were the case, there would actually, like, they would entertain that. Um, a lot of times, if a family has another child, like, for instance, I have Jelly Bean now. If I had adopted her and then there was another child in the system, I might not want to take that child for fear that it could be traumatizing to Jelly Bean if she had a sibling and then she didn't have a sibling. So they wait until the parents' rights are terminated. They know they're not going back to parents. And then they take the child from the potentially adoptive parent. Um, Again, fortunately, the adoptive mom, well, other, you know, whatever. There there wasn't anybody else there. So that was good. And then, um, yeah, so now it should have been, so approximately November 15th. So then I thought we would get the paperwork back in early January, like by January or December 31st. So last year, um, because again, I can't move forward with the adoption until we get it. We still haven't gotten it. Like I spoke to the social worker last week in the process of that time. Um, I learned that there had, there were 14 families ahead of me for the social worker. Like once the paperwork even came back. The worker who's going to work on the adoption had 14 other families in front of me. um, And they were like, we can't put you in front of them. So I learned that it would take like a week per family. So that means like 14 weeks until she would even get looked at. So then I started bugging nicely too, saying things like, um, you know, this was a mistake. Like I understand you guys make mistakes and, um, you know, there's so much going on there, but I feel like it would be fair if you put me back in line, back where I was, um, not back now, you know, like starting me now, um, cause that would take two months off, um, which would basically put me close to the front of the line. So that's what I've been playing with recently, just continually reaching out to the social worker, saying nice things, giving her suggestions in ways that I might make her life easier just to really have contact. But it's frustrating, um, just to know that I, um, you know, like I'm just sitting, I I don't like sitting idle and it feels like for no reason, because as I said, it's one thing if parents were trying to rehabilitate and then you, you know, you wait because you have to, because you have to give them that opportunity because of their biological child. Um, but there's none of that. Like, as I said, if anything, I mean, obviously Jelly Bean has a huge family now. She's been embraced by my entire family and she's been embraced by my entire community. But without me, like there's no one, um, which chokes me up every time I think of that. Like if, if it weren't this circle that she's part of, like there's, there's no one for her. So just come on, let's go, let's do it. Uh, We're going to treat her like a princess. Um, so that's where things stand. I am every day, like trying to manifest that they call me and say they have the paperwork and then I can start the process. Um, I've been in touch with an attorney to help me because I could use a public defender, but if I do that, it'll take even longer because then there's more, you know, mistakes that can be made, um, from the mere fact that they just have so many cases and they can't get to them quickly. And, you know, they just don't have the same stake as if you're paying them. Um, so as I said, I've been in very close contact with an attorney, but he can't do anything until we get the acknowledgement from the state and then the paperwork from the social workers. So it's crazy. 
And um, at the end of the day, every day, I try to tell myself when I start going crazy that I'm 47 years old. I have this precious child that even looks like me, which is insane. Um, And at 47, there's no way that this process would have been, I mean, getting a child like this perfect and who looks this much like me and all of that. And plus, she's getting a ton of resources from the county and state. Um, So there's no way that I would have gotten this easily. I mean, if I tried IVF, if I did anything else, like it would have been a process and it would have been a really expensive process and it would have been a lot of things. So at least here, I feel like I have a community of other foster parents. I have the community of raise a child. Um, I have monetary resources to get her all the help she needs um, for any tiny little um ailment she has granted I would spend whatever it took to make her perfect anyway but but you know it's nice to know that I have the county to do those things to give her therapy she does get um you know she just is treated really well and it's really great um so that's basically that's basically what's going on there and um that's also why it's a little harder for me to give regular updates because it's frustrating and um, I'm sure you can imagine, ah, not so fun. So, but, but at the end of the day, it is fun because, as I said, she's just a joy and she's now cruising around. She's not quite walking yet, but she can stand up by herself without being supported and she can run around the furniture as long as she's holding on to furniture and she crawls. It's so cute. I used to watch those animated videos every once in a while, just randomly, you know, you're watching a movie and you see a baby crawling and their cute little butt goes up and down. And like, I never realized that's really how babies crawl and just watching her crawl around is a joy and watching her eat. Um, I will admit she's not eating her vegetables as avidly as she was. Um, but she is eating like, I don't know if you guys have heard of the, they're called Power O's by Love Grown. And um, they're like, they look like Cheerios. Um, everybody calls them Cheerios um, when they see her them in her little cup um, that she eats them from. But they're actually um, made from bean flour, the way pasta's made from bean flour. And she eats them like a trooper. Like, that's one of her biggest snacks. I also give her brown rice cakes a lot, um, which she loves. The brand, Lundberg brand, is what I like. Um, Neither of those companies, like, Love Grown sent me samples years ago, but, like, I haven't even been in touch with them. I'm not being paid by them, supported by them, or anything. Um, But they're amazing. They have some cereal that does have sugar in it. The Power O's that she eats don't. Um, I recommend to other parents who've already given their kids Cheerios or other sugary cereals to mix them with one of Love Grown's other sugary cereals because that way you can cut the sugar even further. I think their other cereals have like seven grams of sugar um, per serving. And if you, and for a big serving, not even a jelly bean size serving, um, But if you mix the two, you get some of the sweeter without that. And that's been working for some of my friends' parents. Um, But they all said, yeah, once you've had Cheerios, like, they taste like nothing. I mean, they they don't taste bad. Like, they absolutely don't. I don't like beans. Like, I don't like lentils. And, um... 
and I can eat them and they're just, they don't taste like much of anything to be honest, but they're a crunchy snack. And as I said, Jellybean eats them. And I also get her dehydrated fruit a lot and not, you know, the crunchy kind. Um, I get it at Trader Joe's. Um, she loves the bananas and I love the bananas for her because the, the strawberries and raspberries sometimes stain things. <laughs> um, so those are really good. And then she does, I mean, she will eat some vegetables, but she's definitely likes, she eats fish too, which is great. Uh, she's been having a lot of fish lately. Um, I just cut it up in teeny, 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 like everything looks like French fries that she eats, but they're like literally like a half inch long and super narrow. Um, and I use kitchen scissors for that. And so she eats all that stuff and she'll put, I mean, she still puts broccoli and um, snap peas and all that stuff in her mouth. How much of them she actually consumes um, is not, um, I mean, it's it's not a ton if I'm being honest. Um, but although I tried something last night, I put her vegetables on her plate first and didn't give her any other food and then, um, and then gave her, the food after um and she ate more of it which was good although I think she was like what mom this is dinner um I definitely got that look so um anyway so that's that now jumping into oh, help for the new year my biggest thing on resolutions um and we only have a couple minutes before we go to break but my biggest thing on resolutions is Make sure that your resolutions aren't, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, but that you actually have actionable steps. Could you imagine if, um, you know, some billionaire was like, I'm going to start this new company um, and I'm going to make $10 million. Um, you know, he knows he can do it. Um, but does he know what the company is, how he's going to do it, you know, all those things. And unless you really have that roadmap, you're dead. And I know that in my business. If I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a cookbook. Um, yes, I can write a cookbook. But before I can do that, I need to know what recipes I'm going to write and how I'm going to put them together. And, you know, like the first thing I always do is come up with all the different chapters and all the different recipe titles. And, yes, sometimes they change. But if I don't have that map, like there's nowhere to start. Like you just feel overwhelmed. Oh my God, I'm writing an entire book, right? And it's funny because people say that to me all the time. Like it's, it's got to be so hard to write a book. And I'm like, actually, it's not because I literally come up with, okay, these are the chapter headings. And then these are the recipes that I feel would be really good in a diabetes book or in a Biggest Loser book or whatever. And so once you have all that written out, it's like, okay, step number one is to make the chicken enchilada or whatever it is. Um, and I go into my kitchen and I make that and then I make the next dish and then I make the next dish. And the next thing I know, I pretty much have the book. I just have to, you know, string all the pages together. Um, and so that's what I want you to think about when you're thinking about being fit. It's like really go deep and figure out, okay, where's my biggest issue? Is it at night? Is it during the day? Is it meal prep? Um, and then we start to tackle those issues. Um, I have to go to break again, but when we come back, I'm going to dig deeper into this and then um, give you some actual suggestions as to products that I think can really help people. Stay tuned. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're talking New Year's resolutions and um, getting fit for the new year. So I was just saying that you really want to have a map and a strategy. And even more than just like, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. Or I think the food thing for those of us who have ever been overweight, are overweight, who struggle with our weight, You know, it's really critical to really determine loud and clear where the issues are. So for me, the irony is when I write cookbooks, I eat all day long, right? But then when I sit down at my computer, I mean, I eat all day long because I'm developing recipes, like I'm tasting all day. And by the end of the day, I've certainly had enough to eat. But when I sit down at my computer, there's something about writing that I'm either procrastinating or mentally, I don't know, like I want something in my mouth. Like I just am wired that way. Like I feel like I can't get anything on the page if I'm not at least like sucking on a hard candy or something. So I know that that's an issue for me. I also know that I eat, when I go out and 
I don't get tempted a lot when I'm socializing. I don't, I mean, obviously, yes, I like to have a piece of cake here and there. I like to have some brie or if I see fudge, I like it or things like that. But I don't ever go to a restaurant and be like, oh, I have to order the ribs or I'm going to feel left out. I just don't. Um, so I eat healthy most of the time. My meals are, I make pretty good choices most of the day. I cook for myself. I cook for jelly bean. Um, and again, I'm telling you this because like just, so, you know, so like I have that, but then at night, oh my God, I am, I can get so crazy creative with just garbage. Like lately I've been slightly addicted to melting stevia sweetened chocolate chips and eating them with sunflower butter. <laughs> so it's like chocolate peanut butter kind of, except it's sunflower nuts, whatever. Um, but it's like insanely delicious and I don't need a ton of it, but like, I don't really need that at night, but it's this comforting thing. I'm super stressed out these days. Um, but sometimes, like, you know, if I were to open a bag of, like, baked chips at night, I would eat the whole thing. Like, I just would. I know that about myself. But again, like, when I'm out and about, I'm not going to eat. Or if I, like, go to an event and there's mac and cheese, like, I'm never going to sit down and eat mac and cheese. Like, I just, I don't know. So for some people, it's the reverse. Some people don't have any problem at home. Um, and so whatever your thing is, like, just get super, super honest and clear about it. Because that's how you solve it. Now, if it's something like, I think a lot of people procrastinate during their day. And it's really funny because um, I actually did this for a client the other day. He had asked me, he's an attorney. He wanted to, he said he basically procrastinates all the time. And he doesn't eat what he should be eating. And he's like, please, you know, give me suggestions and not celery sticks. And I'm like, of course, I would never give you celery sticks. So... I'm going to share the email that I sent with him or some of the items. Um, I am not sponsored by any of these companies. I don't get money from them. Um, some of them have sent me free samples. Know that. But like, as I said, I'm not getting paid. I'm not. There's no reason. Like, they don't even know that I'm mentioning these things. And um, they really have helped me and other people. So I just want to share them in case they help you. Um, one of them is called Meal Enders. Have you guys heard about these? Oh, and some of these companies also did um, give tons of product to give away to influencers at my launch party. But again, like I'm not being sponsored. I'm not making any money. They just sent me free products um, so that people would try them. Um, so Meal Enders. They're these scientific like lozenges that they're either coated in chocolate or some other chocolatey flavor. Um, and then they have like this strong flavor inside that's supposed to scientifically stop you from eating for instance there's a chocolate mint one and I a lot of people have probably heard that if you brush your teeth you don't want to eat um because the mint um is supposed to like I don't know stop something in your brain um that works for me often but not always to be honest but these meal enders I do sort of feel like they work and I know somebody who's lost a lot of weight using them they're only 15 calories they're two grams of sugar and as I said they're like candy coated so you feel like you get this um like you suck on the whole thing. So you're sucking on this chocolate yumminess and then you get this like stronger flavor that's supposed to make it stop. Um, for me, I feel like they do kind of work at times, particularly like every time I eat sushi, I get this gnarly chocolate craving. Like I always want chocolate. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's like, cause it has so much salt in it, um, that it just triggers the sweet 
craving. Um, but anyway, like it works like wonders then. And um, the company has gotten feedback that the worst thing about them is that people forget to eat them every meal. Like you're, the idea is you have one every meal. So you've added 45 calories to your day, but you've not eaten dessert and things. Um, anyway, you can order them online, mealenders.com, like what it sounds like, M-E-A-L-E-N-D-E-R-S, um, if you want to check them out. Um, they're a little bit pricey. They're like I think like 75 cents per lozenge. Um, But if they work, you know, they're saving you from buying a $6 piece of cake. So it kind of makes sense. Um, Also, Smart Sweets. I know you guys have probably heard of it because you're awesome fans and you've tuned into the radio. But um, their Tara, um, their CEO was on the show and told us how she created these jelly uh these gummy bears um that are super low in sugar they have like 25 grams of fiber per bag um or maybe it's 28 grams it's crazy but i don't chew on them i suck on them um especially again when i'm sitting at my computer mindlessly eating um just to get my work done it's crazy that i do that i'm crazy that I admit that I mean I'm glad I'm I mean of course I admit it but I can't believe I have to admit it because I can't believe I do it but I do um but it's great because I get 25 grams of fiber they do fill me up and as I said like a whole bag of like 25 gummy bears is like 90 calories so and it takes me a long time to suck on them and honestly they're a little harder than regular gummy bears so it's kind of better to suck on them anyway um and then Oh, the Enlightened brand. I really like the wasabi roasted broad beans. Have you guys had those at all? Um, they have a ton of flavors. The garlic and herb ones are really good. Um, and they, I love the wasabi ones because, you know, when you're eating spicy food like that, that's that spicy, you're not going to eat a ton of it. So it kind of makes me stop. Like if I were to eat like baked lays or something, I could eat a whole bag of like the cheddar and sour cream or whatever. But um or barbecue flavor or whatever because you just keep going but with something that's spicy you tend to like stop because it just the spice curbs it also they have this um trail mix type stuff that's cocoa flavored and then it has cherries in it and coconut and if you look at the package like it's like oh my god that would be too fattening but it's weird because unlike other trail mixes like it I always tell people it has a stop gap it's a little bit dry so you get to a point where you've just had enough I know that sounds weird but I really do enjoy it and then I really get to this point where it's like oh that's dry I don't want anymore um which again for me like I could eat a gallon of chips and never never stop so I just kind of like it again that's enlightened brand e-n-l-i-g-h-t-e-n-e-d um also Nevitas Organics Golden Berries do you guys know those? Um, they are dried fruit, which I don't, I usually recommend dehydrated fruit, but not dried fruit. Do you know the difference? The dried is the crunchy stuff. Um, the dehydrated stuff is the stuff that shrinks down to nothing. And then you're eating, like if you're eating an dried apricots you eat like a ton of them and there's concentrated sugar whereas the other ones are the full size but they're crunchy like the the air has just been I mean I guess they've been aerated and the liquid has been taken out of them I guess I don't know exactly the process but anyway they're like 35 calories a bag as opposed to dried fruit which is a concentration of sugar um and the bags are kind of little um again a pricier item but they're they work wonders um but what I was talking about was Novitas golden berries which are um 
dried, not dehydrated. And they're the one fruit that I do eat. Um, because again, they're, they kind of taste like sour patch kids. I've talked about them before and they definitely have a sour bite to them. Um, but they also have a ridiculous amount of potassium. They have a lot of fiber in them. Um, so especially for kids, they're a lot better. I think they're five grams of fiber and like more, way more potassium, like 500 milligrams of potassium or something crazy. So they're good because again, you're not going to eat a ton of them because they're not overly sweet on the flip side. Um, there's a lot of the dried berries that not, uh, Navitas has that are very sugar laden that you wouldn't think like the maki berries, I believe, are just like a ton of sugar. Um, so, but natural sugar, like way better if your child's eating candy and you switch them to that, it's better. But for me at my computer and when I'm having trouble, definitely don't want to do that. And then beyond those things, um, you know, I always tell people, especially if work is an issue to have meals that you know are good for you on speed dial specifically I mean if you can afford it obviously um usually if you're working a full-time job in an office um and you have an assistant you can easily afford it if you're taking your meals like I recommend um always having a new like if you're not in that budget range if you have nutritional frozen meals um in the freezer at all times at work like that's your best bet for when you get that day that you just couldn't do it because three minutes in the microwave and you're solved um and granted they're not as good as ordering a salad or whatever it is but you know like it's do what you can none of these suggestions are supposed to break anybody's bank or whatever just do what you can um and then also jerky if you don't have a heart condition or um high blood pressure jerky is a great thing as long as you're making sure the reason I say the heart condition is because it's very high in sugar I mean very high in salt all jerky is high in salt that's how they preserve it um for me I have low blood pressure and I work out a lot so I sweat out the salt so it's not a big deal for me to eat jerky um I do that in hotel rooms at night a lot because it just is a lot better than eating carbs which I would eat otherwise um that are salty but um, if you, you know, check with the doctor before you do any of these things, by the way, obviously, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian. Um, but that's a really good one. Because um, as long as you get one without a lot of sugar, there's a number of brands that have a lot of sugar, there's a number of brands that don't. So just check the packages. Um, also, I'm not a fan of seaweed snacks, but a lot of people are. And if you are, they're phenomenal. I really like seaweed, like, in sushi, but I don't when it's just straight seaweed. So check that out. Um, as long as it's not deep fried, some of them are deep fried these days, which is terrible. Um, popcorn, if you air pop it or get one of the ones that 35 calories a cup is another option. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I think you guys know that, um, but popcorn gets such a bad rap because of all the butter and stuff. But if you pop it in coconut oil or pop it in, um, olive oil, um, on your stove, like without a ton of oil, um, it can be a really good snack. You can, um, you can obviously buy it bagged, but it's a lot cheaper if you buy it, um, and just pop it yourself if you're on a budget. Um, and then, you know, as much as you can, blueberries and things like that are really good. Obviously low in sugar fruits, um, can be really good. Um, okay. I can't believe this is over already. Um, but I will be answering the rest of people's questions on Facebook. So tune in there. Um, but meanwhile, 
I hope everybody has an amazing year. If you have questions, definitely reach out on Facebook, reach out on Instagram. I'm happy to answer them. I like when you reach out there better just because then I can answer them to the masses instead of, you know, personal. Um, it's hard for me to have time to do my own life, let alone solve somebody else's if it's just for one person. But if I can benefit a ton of people, um, it's a lot easier to prioritize because I want to help everybody. Um, I hope everybody has has had the start to the most amazing new year ever. Um, Let's manifest greatness and get everything we want in this year, including extreme fitness and health. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.